you might want to put down the brain teasers, drop the crosswords, and step away from the Sudoku. Uh, drinking a glass of wine might be the ideal workout for your brain. To explain this, Gordon Shepard is professor in neuroscience at Yale University Medical School. He joins us. He also has a book out called Neuroenology, How the Brain Creates the Taste of Wine. Dr. Shepard, it's good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Great to be here. Thanks for being here. So explain. I mean, it's actually a workout drinking wine for your brain? Well, uh, creating flavor from anything you put in your mouth if you really concentrate on it, uh, it takes a lot of your brain, it takes all your senses, uh, it takes a lot of motor activity, working your mouth, working your swallowing, uh, and uh, working your emotions and creating your memories and so forth. So uh, when I put it all together uh, in reviewing the, uh, the science, uh, it seemed to me it might be fun to challenge people by saying I thought this created this, uh, engaged more of the brain than any other human behavior. So uh, it was fun to see what people would respond to. This is because your senses are active, uh, your smell, your taste, your uh, and and your body, just the muscles engaged, the swirling yeah. around of the wine with your tongue and moving around your mouth, correct? You've got 26 muscles just moving your tongue. <laughs> Hot dog. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so uh, so uh, it's all based on science. The challenge is is a sort of a lighthearted one. We're supposed to be reaching out to people to bring them into what science does, and it was fun to see that uh, some people rose to the challenge. Yeah. Now you said that this is all about processing flavor and how. Uh, Taste is not in the wine. Taste is created by the brain of the wine taster. I think vintners listening might debate you on this, but tell us why they're wrong. So um, uh, when we see color in the objects around us, the color isn't in the objects. All we get from the objects is just uh, uh, light waves bouncing off them. But when those light waves, different wavelengths, come into our retina, uh, it activates the prop the circuits in the brain to create color. It's exactly the same way with the molecules in our mouths. They don't have any taste in them, any flavor, but when they stimulate the parts of the brain that have to do with responding to the aromas and the taste, the the uh, patterns that are e- elicited uh, are just like in the visual system, they create flavor. Based on, you know, our biology and slight differences in, in our biologies, you know, you're talking about the rods and cones of the light receptors in the eyes right. to That's do with the right. color. Would we be tasting flavors differently? Uh, based, You know, uh, there'd be no way to say exactly why you thought this tasted differently, but is it possible that we are tasting a wine differently than the person next to us who's drinking from the same bottle? That's a very good point, uh, particularly because we now know that... Uh, in contrast to vision, where we only have three color receptors, uh, in the sense of smell, we have hundreds, probably three or four hundred in the human, even more in most other animals. And so uh, it's likely that even though most of those will be similar in most humans, uh, there will be individual differences, uh, and uh, those individual differences can then be part of how each of us uh, creates a slightly different aroma world. 
your uh, book illustrates how, uh, you know, it's a great workout for our brain and body systems when we taste wine. Are you advocating that we all, you know, put down the Sudokus and pick up a glass of wine nightly? <laughs> well, the, the book on wine followed a book on, in gen- on food in general called Neurogastronomy. Uh, so the, the main principles were laid down there. And neuroenology is just a specific example of the application of those principles to wine. And wine is particularly interesting because it has very little nutritive value, but uh, uh, it's almost entirely for pleasure. Can you think of any other uh, thing we put in our mouths that, that uh, food that's just for pleasure? Chocolate. Ah, there you are. <laughs> Spoken like a true woman. I want to, before I let you go, doctor, is there any other activity? You know, we always worry about our brain elasticity as we're getting older. You want to make sure you're engaging your brain. What do you suggest people do to, to keep their brain engaged and us uh, younger, longer and alert? So uh, there are studies now which make it very clear. First of all, you have to eat very, uh, very health, in a very healthy way, and that makes flavor uh, uh, incredibly important. The, the, the other things are you need to exercise your brain with, with uh, problems uh, <clears throat> that you solve during the day. You need to exercise, um, and you need to have a healthy cultural life. Uh, but I come back to flavor. That's an important part of it uh, in, in being sure that you're using flavor to select healthy foods. So you've mentioned chocolate as something that we're all attracted to, uh, but uh, that's going to be important uh, to uh, uh, keep that flavor under control uh, as part of a uh, of a generally healthy diet. Nice. Well, I would like to say cheers to you, doctor, and I will be working out my brain and thinking of you this evening after the show. Okay, good luck. Cheers. Dr. Gordon, she- Gordon Shepard is a professor of neuroscience at Yale University Medical School. Why did he wish me luck on that? What does that say about me? I know we had a short conversation, but he thinks I have a lot of work to do, eh? And maybe two glasses, swirl it around, have a little taste.